Hello and welcome to Back of the Card Sports Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your sports trivia knowledge over a variety of sports and topics. My name's Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions covering everything from your basic sports to some unknown sports. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and let me know what your score is. So, Another good weekend of preseason football. It will wrap up tonight, but it's been a good weekend of preseason football and a lot of fun to be able to see what everyone's thinking when it comes to this season. So we're just going to continue the football talk and we're going to continue doing what we have been doing and talking about college football. And we're going to start with the Big 12. So the Big 12 is a little bit of a state of floundering right now. They're going to be losing two of their key members, two of their bigger members and best known members. But they're going to be bringing some teams in and everything else like that. But there's at this time still a pretty powerful conference when it comes to football. So these first few questions are going to cover the Big 12 conference. So let's get started with question number one. Every year, Texas and Oklahoma play in the Red River Showdown. In what historical Texas stadium is the game played in while the Texas State Fair is going on? Question number two. What pro football Hall of Famer broke multiple NCAA rushing records en route to a 1988 Heisman Trophy and is at this time still the only Heisman Trophy winner from Oklahoma State? Question number three. Two schools joined the Big 12 in 2012. Name one of the two for a point. Question number four. With Texas and Oklahoma leaving in 2024, the Big 12 is adding how many teams to their conference in 2023 in preparation for this exit? Question number five. Within two, in what year was the Big 12 founded? And question number six, when the Big 12 was founded, it combined what two now defunct conferences? All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds of music, try to come up with your answers, and I will return. All right, let's get you some answers here and get you ready with the Big 12. So question one, every year Texas and Oklahoma play the Red River Showdown. In what historical Texas stadium do they play in while the Texas State Fair is going on? Well, that is the Cotton Bowl. Question two, what pro football Hall of Famer broke multiple NCAA rushing records en route to a 1988 Heisman Trophy and is still the only Heisman Trophy winner from Oklahoma State? That was Barry Sanders. Question three, two schools joined the Big 12 in 2012. Name one of the two for a point. You had to name either West Virginia or TCU. Now, if you think about the Big 12 where it's located, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, um, that area there, TCU makes sense. West Virginia is a little bit of the head scratcher, but that 
that might explain the some of the selections of teams that will be coming up in question number four. And question number four is, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving in 2024, the Big 12 was holding on to life by having how many new schools added to their conference in 2023? Well, that answer is four. They have BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and the University of Central Florida. And again, Houston makes sense. Central Florida makes a little bit of sense. BYU kind of makes some sense, but Cincinnati, that one's a little bit of a iffy one, I guess, if I had to put my finger on one. But it's not too far from West Virginia, so it does kind of go hand in hand. But with the way that these conferences are starting to shake out, it's not going to be unusual to have teams on two separate coasts. Next question, question five within two, and what year was the Big 12 founded? Well, it was founded in 1994. So in order to get the point, you would have had to guess between 1992 and 1996. Now, yes, this is a, a lot of these teams are very historic. Texas and Oklahoma, to be specific, and Nebraska was originally a part of it as well. So, yeah, they have some very historic teams in there. But that's kind of related to question number six. When the Big 12 was founded, it combined two now defunct conferences. What two conferences were they? They were the Big 8 and the Southwest Conference. So the Southwest Conference, was you have to basically think of it as all the Texas schools plus Arkansas. The Big 8 was kind of your Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, and a couple other schools in there as well. And the Big 12 essentially kind of combined the two and kind of added to some of the lore of some of those rivalries. And we're going to talk about those rivalries next in our quick hitters round. So quick hitters, again, this round is filled with some questions that are quick hitters with simple answers. Today's category will be Big 12 Rivalries. For this round, I will name a rivalry nickname. You simply have to name the schools that are involved. So let's get started with question number one. The Cyhawk, and hint, this is the only one that does not contain both Big 12 schools. One's a Big 12 and one's a Big 10. So number one, Cyhawk. Question number two, Bedlam. Question number three, the Sunflower Showdown. Question number four, the West Texas Championship. Question number five, Farmageddon. And question number six, the Texas Farm Bureau Insurance Shootout. So some fun names here, and definitely some of these rivalries are very old. We mentioned one in the previous round of the Red River River Showdown between Texas and Oklahoma. That one's probably the most historic when it comes to this conference, and hence the reason why both teams are leaving at the same time for the SEC. And I'm just kind of glad they switched showdown with rivalry because the Red River rivalry was a bit of a tongue twister there. But let's get you some answers here with the first one, the Cyhawk that I mentioned was the only one that did not include two Big 12 teams. That was be that is between Iowa and Iowa State. So the Cyhawk is technically played between Iowa and Iowa State in multiple sports. And basically, at the end of it, they combine the points, and the school that has the most points between their rivalry games gets the Cyhawk for the year. That's how they figure that one out. Number two, Bedlam. That is between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Number three, the Sunflower Showdown. That is between Kansas and Kansas State. So if you didn't know, Kansas is the Sunflower State. 
So those two just kind of, that one just kind of goes hand in hand in a good little nickname there. Next one, the West Texas Championship. That is played each year between TCU and Baylor. Obviously, those are in the West. Again, kind of makes sense. Next one, Farmageddon. That is between Iowa State and Kansas State. So those two kind of are known for their agricultural schools. So it goes hand in hand. It's a good little nickname. And last but not least, the Texas Farm Bureau Insurance Shootout. That is between Baylor and Texas Tech. That one, I think they call it a shootout just because it is just so many points that gets spread between the two. And that's because the Big 12, big on offense. Big on offense and a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's move on now to round three, our connections that make contact. This round will have five questions that may or may not be sports related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through sports. The sixth question will be the connection between the five answers. So let's get started with question number one. What state is nicknamed the Mitten State? Question number two. What state is known for its Creole cooking and yearly festival for Mardi Gras? Question number three. What state was the last to join the Union on August 21st, 1959? Question number four. What U.S. state has an amendment to their state constitution where it can split into five separate states with the passing of one bill? Question number five. What state is the fourth most populated state in the U.S.? And question number six is, what is the connection between these answers? I will play some music, have you come up with the solution here, and then I will be back. All right, let's make some contact. So question one, what state is nicknamed the Mitten State? That is Michigan. Question two, what state is known for its Creole cooking and yearly festival for Mardi Gras? That is Louisiana. And Milo is super excited about this category, as you can hear. Question three, what state was the last to join the Union on August 21, 1959? That was Hawaii. Question four, what U.S. state has an amendment in their state constitution where it can split into five states with the passing of one bill? That is Texas. They have they can split into five states with five capitals. It is set. It is ready to go. So if we want to instantly add states to our union, that's one quick way to do it. And then question number five, what state is the fourth most populated state in the U.S.? That is New York. So you had answers such as Michigan, Louisiana, Hawaii, Texas, and New York. Well, those are the last five states to win the U.S. championship for the Little League World Series. So, yeah, the Little League World Series is going on right now, and it's a really fun time. I really enjoy it. But, yeah, in 2021, you had Michigan win the um, U.S. side of the World Series, and technically they won the World the Little League World Series overall because at that time with COVID, they didn't have an international champion. 
In 2019, Louisiana won, 2018, Hawaii, 2017, Texas, and in 2016, New York. But that's going to lead us into our next category. Round four today will be the Little League World Series. And like I mentioned, the Little League World Series is going on right now, and it is one of the most fun events to watch just because these kids are out there and they're just having fun playing the game. Not There's no money involved. There's no real politics involved. They're just going out. They're having fun, and it's just fun to see. Now, do you see things like we did this past weekend where one at bat had the epitome of four outs apparently? Um, yeah, you see stuff like that, but it just makes it more fun whenever you see that. So let's get started with question number one. Where is the Little League World Series held each year? Question number two. How old are the players allowed to be to be able to participate in the Little League World Series? Question number three. What country has the most Little League World Series championships with 17, despite not winning one since 1996? Question number four. Within two, how many regions are the U.S. divided into? Question number five. What country was the first international team to play in the Little League World Series in 1952? And question number six. In what year was the first Little League World Series held and it featured two teams from Pennsylvania? I'm going to give you a few seconds of music. I will return with the answers. All right, let's get you some answers here as you prepare for watching the rest of the Little League World Series. So question one, where's the Little League World Series held each year? Well, that is held in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Kind of goes hand in hand with question number six. We'll get back to that here in a little bit. Question two, how old are players allowed to be to be able to participate in the Little League World Series? Well, they have to be 12 at the beginning of the season. Now, you have to realize for a lot of these programs, the beginning of the season is April. So you just have to be 12 by the time the season starts in April. So that's why you get a few of these kids that are 13 when we get there. It's just, you know, it's been a long time. They might have had a birthday, but as long as you're 12 before the season starts, that's all that matters. Question three, what country has the most Little League World Series championships with 17 despite not winning one since 1996? That is Taiwan. The U.S. has 37, but technically each state is counted individually. But Taiwan does have the most international championships with 17. Now, we can debate and argue whether or not the players that they had playing were the correct age. That's a debate that is long since passed, and we don't need to argue it anymore. Question four, within two, how many regions is the U.S. divided into? We are divided into 10 regions for the Little League World Series. So in order to get the point, you would have had to guess between 8 and 12. 
Question number five, what country was the first international team to play in the Little League World Series in 1952? Well, that of course was Canada. Makes sense, it's our neighbors to the north. And when you kind of figure out where it's being played, Pennsylvania, Canada, not too far apart. And then question six, what year was the first Little League World Series held and it featured two teams from Pennsylvania? Well, that was 1947. So you had two teams from Pennsylvania and obviously the team was from Williamsport. Hence the reason why the Little League World Series is now being held in Williamsport. So hopefully you enjoyed that and you can continue watching the Little League World Series with a little bit of history on the past. All right. Let's move on to round number five. We're going to wrap up today's podcast with a round on gymnastics. We just had the U.S. Gymnastics Championships this past weekend down in Tampa, Florida. Now, the U.S. does have a really great history when it comes to gymnastics, so we're just going to take some time to recognize the history and recognize some of the spectacular individuals that have come through the ranks over the last few years. So let's get started with question number one. What gymnast competed in the 2016 and 2020 Olympics and is currently engaged to Houston Texan Jonathan Owens? Question number two. What two SEC schools have a big women's gymnastics rivalry and have a combined 16 national championships? Question number three, name one of the two events that both men and women do in their gymnastics competitions. Question number four, what is the nickname of the 1996 U.S. Women's Gymnastics Team and was the first U.S. Women's Gymnastics Team to win the gold medal in the team all around? Question number five. In what year were gymnastics introduced into the Olympics? Question number six. Name the gymnast who won the men's all-around gold medal for the U.S. in 2004 and was the last U.S. male to bring home a gold for the U.S. in the all-around. Alright, I'm going to let you flip over some of these answers for a couple of seconds, and then I will return. All right, let's get you some answers here on our final round, gymnastics. So question one, what gymnast competed in 2016 and 2020 Olympics and is currently engaged to Houston Texan Jonathan Owen? That is Simone Biles. Question two, what two SEC schools have big women's gymnastics rivalry and has combined at 16 national championships? That is Alabama and Georgia. Question three, name one of the two events that both men and women do in the gymnastics competition. In order to get the point, you would have either had to say the floor or the vault. When it comes to gymnastics, men do six events. They do the floor, vault, pummel horse, rings, parallel bars, and then the horizontal bar. Women do four events. They do the floor, the vault, the beam, and the uneven bars. Question number four, what is the nickname of the 1996 U.S. Women's Gymnastics Team that is known as the Mag Magnificent Seven? Question number five, what year were gymnastics introduced into the Olympics? They were introduced in 1896. So they were introduced in the first Olympics, but women were not introduced into the Olympics until 1928. 
And then question number six, name the gymnast that the was the last U.S. male to win the all-around, and that was in 2004. The winner of that was Paul Ham. No relation to John Ham, but just as awesome. It was Paul Ham. Well, that is all that we have for today. I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I will return next week, Monday, with more questions and more fun. Make sure you're following us on Apple and make sure you select to follow that you choose to automatically download. If Apple isn't your thing, that's okay to make sure you subscribe everywhere else where you can find this podcast. If possible, make sure you give us a five-star review where you can and make sure you tell everyone else about this so you can kind of compete against them, see who knows more about sports. But hey, My name is Court, the dog's name is Milo, and I will see you next time.